Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is The Roy Green Show. I, I had I had one of the kids living in my home, and we don't know. We don't know who has passed, and we don't expect to know right away. We we know that uh, the coroner and their office needs to do their work and let families know. And that was Kevin Garinger, the uh, president of the Humboldt Broncos, yesterday after the crash. We will, in about a half an hour's time, be joining the news conference which will give us as much information as is publicly going to be available today, or at least this part of today. Perhaps later there'll be more, but the National News Conference is going to be in about a half an hour's time, and we will carry that news conference for you. Leo in Barry, we're going to get to you. Uh, Colin in Ladakh, Alberta, we're going to get to you as well, but Peter Woods joins us now. He's the Executive Director of Hockey Manitoba. Peter, thank you very much for taking the time. Just a tremendous emotional blow to a cornerstone of our, really, of our Canadian society, of our of our Canadian identity. Well, it, it certainly has. I think it's it's a tragic news for for everyone across the country, not only that's associated with the game of hockey, but just the community of Humboldt and, and as a Canadian, uh, that uh, hockey is certainly a fabric of our community and devastating news to everyone that's been associated with it. And what are the uh, what's being said within inside the hockey community uh, in Manitoba, particularly? What what are you hearing from coaches and and players and and families who billet kids? What's the over overriding question that's being asked or the comment that's being made? Well, I am currently at two programs operating this weekend for under sixteen for both male and female. So there's a lot of uh, scouts and coaches uh, in the from uh, across Western Canada that are uh, participating in those events as uh, scouting players. And uh, I think everyone is uh, certainly shocked and, uh, and, uh, and grieving. And, and uh, everyone is, uh, uh, you know, we have players from that program that are from BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, so uh, across Western Canada. So there's a, a strong connection there, whether they scouted that player, played with that player, or involved with some of the coaches. So it's... Uh, I think it's hit home uh, for a lot of people who are involved in the game and also a number of parents that are here that have kids that are relatively close to that, that age group and uh, a lot of them are traveling on buses throughout the winter. So it's, uh, it's a difficult thing for everyone to digest at this stage. Mm-hmm. We talk about the uh, the kind of emotional engagement and involvement there is and how much people are engaged. I was just looking at the GoFundMe page and it's at $851,009. That's uh, GoFundMe.com, funds for Humboldt Broncos, $851,009. So that tells you what kind of immediate assistance people want to just provide whatever they can from the heart. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's overwhelming. I, I looked at the page uh, just uh, probably 20 minutes ago, and it was at 780, and I thought that was uh, extremely high, but I think the numbers are, are probably going to go up considerably. And, uh, and you know, I think that's certainly helpful for, for everyone, but, uh, you know, that community of 5,000 people, uh, uh, the players are role models within that community, and everyone within that community is going to have a, an association with some of the players on the team, so it's... Uh, it's a it's a it's a long hill to climb at this particular stage, and uh, I hope everyone will uh, bind together in order to, to assist any way they can. And certainly, the GoFundMe page is uh, page is helpful in that sense. Yeah, and the players who play for these teams in these small towns. And I spoke earlier with Sheldon Kennedy, and we talked about how these teams can actually represent the fabric of the community because the entire community follows everything they do. They're a cornerstone, sort of, I use the word cornerstone a lot today, but they are. They're a cornerstone of the existence of the community. And when the players move on uh, in life, they still maintain that connection with that community. They will always be part of that town, and that town will always appreciate what they brought to the town. There's, there is an interconnection that, is, that stays for life. Oh, you certainly see that. You see that throughout Western Canada and, you know, probably throughout Canada. Uh, teams are that is uh, the cornerstone of, of, of their particular community. They don't have a, a professional team or, or uh, to, to follow, or, so they, they do have, uh, you know, a junior team. And uh, because they are small communities, uh, that is the social event or the activity that most people follow, and there is a connection that is Yeah. Peter, I thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, when we hear from people who are directly involved, with the game at the junior level and who have the the face-to-face connection and the the daily connection with what's going on within the junior hockey ranks, it matters. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate the time. Peter Woods is the executive director of uh, Manitoba Hockey Federation. Leo, back to you and Barry. Thanks for your patience, sir. Oh, no problem. I was just going to say on the three points that as a trucker, you know the weight you're directing and the damage it could do and as a professional driver the pinnacle of the profession is being a highway motor coach driver because every day every trip you're responsible for multiple people on the bus and as a first responder dispatcher your focus is getting help there as quick as you can and trying to beat the clock because as a dispatcher or a 911 operator, we hear the wail for help long before anybody hears the wail of a siren. And that's what, uh, that's what they're looking for. They're waiting for help to arrive. And these people are so selfless in what they do. Now, you have connection with all three. Uh, correct. In, within the industries. When, uh, when something like, when a, when a terrible accident happens for the first responders, it's not an issue of, what am I going to see? It's how can I help, right? Correct. And uh, I have family members who are first responders who are level four paramedic and firefighters. And the first issue is to get there and to do what you can to help immediately. And the reality sinks in later. Yeah. And, and it's something that they live with for life. I'm sorry? It's something that they live with for life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, their um, ambulance attendants, for example, their professional life expectancy is possibly 10 to 15 years before their backs go out. 
mm-hmm. uh, let alone the trauma that they see. A lot of post-traumatic stress disorder for first responders. Leo, I appreciate the call. 800-263-2428 is my number on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We're taking your calls in the aftermath of the crash that claimed so many lives of the uh, Humboldt Bold, uh, Broncos in Saskatchewan. They were 16 to 21 years of age. Uh, Colin is in uh, Ladakh, Alberta. Colin, it really, it really strikes where you live, doesn't it? Yeah, Roy. Thanks for taking my call. Never my pleasure. Called in before. I don't know exactly what prompted me to call in. I'm a, I'm a parent of three teenage girls. Not a hockey parent, but they played sports. Uh, I'm a registered nurse in an emergency room uh, in Evan- in uh, Leduc, just outside of Edmonton. Unfortunately, I've had up the uh, occasions to have to deal with. Um, Thank God, nothing this to this extent. But um, parents having to come in to see their their kids, uh, I just it, it's heartbreaking. It affects each and every parent. It has to yeah. affect each and every parent. I'm I'm sure the private conversations that took place in homes across Canada last night and today were difficult. Yeah, Roy, and I think, extremely you know, difficult. I don't know what to me. I'm not a, a real emotional guy. I guess you learn to have to put some of it away when when you, you do what I do or first responders and um, and nurses and doctors. But um, this one really has just hit me really hard. And um, it's just what an emotional roller coaster. We're just, you know, near Edmonton here. We're all looking forward to the farewell to the Sedines, another hockey occasion. And then this, I mean, it just, my heart just honestly just breaks for that whole community, and we've talked about first responders. Um, I mean, I know many of them personally. I know the toll it takes on them. Um, the nurses, too, in, in, in an emergency, in my experience, often that's the first time these parents come in, and, and, and you're as a nurse, and there's often nothing you can do other than just try and, and make it as you know as comfortable as you can. Even even sometimes they can't see their their family. I mean, it's just. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, you're the one who interacts with the uh, with the families. You're the one who interacts with the parents. You're the one who does that until the the visit with the family member is possible. Yeah, and, and I mean, we you talked about post traumatic stress. I mean, I I don't know if I've ever been diagnosed with something like that. I don't think, but I mean, you just I remember I've had occasion for pediatric resuscitation attempts and I mean the the there's certain things you remember certain smells certain um, sights uh, sometimes it's even you remember actually the family more than you do the patient because you're so you know concerned on whatever you're doing with it with an IV or, or compressions or airway management that you don't even you're not that you're not even seeing a face until the first face you see is, is that that parent coming in and, mm-hmm. and the shock and the and and yeah, I'm I'm sure it hits everyone hard. If you're a parent yourself, or you just you 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 go home. You often for me, I go home. It's the middle of the night or early morning, and you just you walk in the bedroom, look at your kids, and you just thank God every every day you come home yes, that, sir. that that you're coming home to them. And, yes, sir. And you know we have no difficulty voicing strong opinions on issues on a regular basis. That's what we do on uh, on talk radio like this. But when it comes to a personal and community and national tragedy like the one we're all experiencing, 
with the people of Humboldt, uh, it's it's much more difficult. As you said, you, you weren't sure why you were calling. It's But there's a need to try to say something, a need to try to do something, a need to try to let someone in the community, let the community of Humboldt know, I may be thousands of miles away from you, but I'm not. It's only, the distance is only geographical. Emotionally, I'm standing beside you. Absolutely. And I mean, like that sense of of, of helplessness, of not knowing what to do is, I mean, that's, that's so true. And I just, I, I try and put myself in, in the place of, you know, my, my brothers and sisters and, and those healthcare professions. And you just, I mean, there's I no you. words. I hear uh, you. In my experience, I, I, it's, you don't say anything. You just, you try and be an arm or a shoulder. Um, and, you know, what can we do? I, I, I heard, you know, report the, the GoFundMe success. That's excellent. I think, um, you know, I think it's just a, it's, a, it's an opportunity for all of us as parents, as family, to just not take for granted every minute you have. And, and you know, maybe today's a reminder, just someone you haven't talked to for a while, maybe they've been in your heart, give them a call. You know, um, take it. We're all busy. We have things in our lives that we have to feel we have to do, but, you know, if, if you, there's someone in your mind today and, and you just feel you haven't talked to them for a while, just give them a call and say you love them. I mean, you, you don't know when your last moment is. What a great what a great piece of advice. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, all the best. In Leduc, Alberta, there's Colin. We'll come back.